What up, y'all? I'm Rajay. And I'm Shy, and welcome to the RXS Podcast. The podcast where we provide inspiration, motivation, and information to the music community. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what are we talking about today, babe? I actually do know what we're talking about. Mm. I had a conversation with a childhood brother, friend, and it's kind of heavy. Uh oh. And it's long winded, so uh oh. Y'all gotta prepare, cause it's long. Mm. It's crazy. I went to some crazy places, but it's good. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. What up, y'all? So I got a special guest today. Got my brother in here, Christopher Stevenson. How hey, you been? What's going on? What's going on? How you been, brother? I'm blessed and I'm highly favored. Hey, when the last time we seen each other? Chubbs. Yeah. When you playing them <laughs> strings and you really just blessed my soul <laughs> with them strings. I think you had a synthesizer on top too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bless my soul. I tell you. So I'm a um we're gonna take it from the top. So where were you born? I was born in Greenville, North Carolina. Shout out Greenville gang. Pitt County. Yeah. 1988. I'm an 80s baby. Eee. Yeah. What was it like growing up there? Whew. Greenville, really, it wasn't bad. You okay. know what I mean? Um, Greenville was full of life, mm-hmm. you know, full of love. Mm-hmm. Um, Music-wise, um, it was coming up. It was full of musicians, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. But uh, I got to a point where I needed to expand. Mm, so talk about that. When when was that? How old were you? Uh, so six, first, first, like, go back. Go back. When were you introduced to music as like a musician, like wanting to be a musician? I was four years old. Hey, you gotta get your you gotta get your gum up between your gum and me coughing. We ain't sweet. Give us give us a minute. (laughs) Just gonna get us together. Yeah. (laughs) But you can continue while she go get it. Um, I'm getting gum out first. Okay. Once I start talking. (laughs) All right, we we coming. I ain't got no pressure. And we ain't cutting this out, so y'all just wait. Y'all gonna have to wait. Look to your neighbor and say, wait, don't you wait at the, at the club? <laughs> All the time, y'all don't wait in them lines <laughs> at the <laughs> dynasty. <laughs> I know I waited a couple times. I ain't going to sit here and hold it. <laughs> Amen. Yes, amen. Let me get this gum out my mouth real quick, Amen. Y'all. Okay, we back. Hell, <laughs> yeah, move that, man. Yeah, so, they, so they won't see it. I ain't got no soup jacket on it there. I thought I had a soup jacket. Yeah, so when when were you introduced to like being a musician? Um, I was four years old, man. Mm. Uh, I was a drummer. I started playing as playing drums. My brother Steven was a drummer. And he was a left handed drummer. Um and so I remember going to church with him and I used to sit in the corner. Every Sunday, I would go with him and just look up at him and see him playing. And that's just something I wanted to do. So, of course, you know, like any other kid, 
you walk around with your drumsticks in your hand. That and was every, definitely me too, yeah. Every time you get a chance, you banging on something, you hitting mm-hmm. the car window, the back <laughs> of the seat, your daddy head, <laughs> some of everything. It didn't matter. You, if, 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 at that time, if I'm four years old and you in front of me with some, and I got them sticks in my hand. You definitely a drum, dog. You a drum. <laughs> Pearl, Mapex, Yamaha, it didn't even matter. Get CB out the way. Percussion. CB, if you didn't want to be a snap, get out my way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I did that, man, for a while, mm-hmm. and all I could see was just seeing my brother, man. It was a guy named Tommy Davis Jr. He Shout out to Tommy. Oregon. That's a giant. Yeah. He's a giant he was, in that area. Yeah. Um, they was playing the Progressive Church in Greenville, man. It was just him and my brother, and they was in the smacking. I, I mean, my brother had a drum, a pearl set. I guess he was kicking the drum so hard he had a rope from the bass drum around the seat. <laughs> yeah, the rope. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? A lot of people don't know about that, yeah, but that rope. that's that's one of the, the the reasons why I'm doing music. My dad bought every instrument that could possibly be played in church, and he said he wanted us to learn it. Mm. And at that time, you know, I'm four years old. My brother, he had been fourteen because he's ten years apart. And I'm looking at him every time I go with him to church, seeing him mm-hmm. play. Um, and my dad was a guitar player, mm-hmm. so I my, did not know that. Yeah, my dad was. Now a guitar this is player. New, this is new news. Yeah, my dad was a guitar player. He played Vassapoo. Yes. Course. <laughs> For those that don't know what Vassapoo <laughs> is, explain it. When you hit this <laughs> without this hand touching the neck. You hit that, that boy like that. that. E-boy. You got a chord. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what chord. I just know it's, it's the one. I think one. it's open E. It's the open E, but it's a one. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Shang, shang, shang. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, I did that, man, for for quite a while, man, sitting behind him. Then all of a sudden, I started playing. And my mom, my mom and dad bought me a Sunlight five-piece junior set. Mm-hmm. I never will forget what it. What color was it? It was black. Okay. And, of course, because my brother taught me how to play, well, I saw him playing left-handed. Even though I'm right-handed, I played drums left-handed. Whoa. Yeah, I played drums left-handed. So at the age of four, they set my drums up at church. We had another drummer. Um, his name was is my cousin, actually. His name is Willie Joyner Jr. He was the drummer there. He's the brother of Anthony Joyner. Wow. All that, them. That's another dope family. Yeah. yeah. The Joyner family, yeah. He's the son of um the late Reverend um Bishop Willie Joyner. Yeah. Senior. And uh they used to set my drum set right in front of his and he'll be playing and I'll be playing too. I don't know <laughs> if I was the click track or what, but I just know <laughs> that I was playing. Yeah. Um but for a while I remember him he was like, why? why?" I remember him asking my mom, you know, why he played left-handed. And my dad was telling him, you know, my brother's left-handed drummer. So I got up some age and around about six, <coughs> excuse me, around about six, <coughs> I started playing, teaching myself how to play right-handed. Mm-hmm. So to this day, if you set up a left-handed kid, I could play left-handed. Mm. And to this day, I I could do left and right, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
my strong points, of course, is my right. But I can definitely play. Le- I could get through a gig or a service playing, playing left hand. Yeah. But um, that was a thing that I, I think that just I held on to. Um, I turned eleven years old, and my brother, my only blood brother that I had, was taken away from us. He was mm-hmm. shot and killed. Um, that was a very disturbing point for me in mm-hmm. my life. Um, I didn't want to do music. Mm. I couldn't touch drumsticks anymore. You know what I mean? I didn't want to see drums. I didn't want to see nothing dealing with music. I didn't want to go to church. Mm. I didn't want to do none of that. Um, and just sitting there, <coughs> sitting there at his funeral and having to sit on that front pew mm-hmm. and and then they call you you're going to ask his little brother to play oh, one more song man. for him and I wasn't prepared but I did it mm-hmm. you know and one of the worst things but one of the only memories that I probably can have right now of seeing my brother last is sitting on that front pew when they open the casket and seeing my brother lips and nose Sticking up out that casket. That's like the worst feeling I ever had in life. Yeah, man. Um, Trying not to cry. But, yeah. um, you know, I'm looking at somebody that's in front of me, man, that got me started. Yeah. So where do you go from there, Chris? Yeah. You know, um, keep going. Because yeah. people still want me to keep doing it. You know what I mean? All right, so let's get back to it. Uh, so you asked the question, you asked a good question, like, where do I go from here? Yeah. Uh, after my brother's funeral, um, as I was saying, I didn't want to continue doing it, but I knew <clears throat> there was something that he instilled in me. Mm-hmm. I had no choice but to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. First of all, there wasn't a gift that my brother gave me. There was a gift that God gave me. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? So I could not quit on God. Yeah, you man. You know, um, even though I was upset. I ain't gonna, I'm not even going to sit here and hold you. Like, I was upset with God. Like, I was trying to, like, like why? Why did you take my brother? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But, um, yeah, so moving past that, you know, I dealt with that. Um, but I re- I started playing keys at my home church in Farmville, North Carolina, mm-hmm. and around this time I was eleven or twelve. But keys wasn't what I wanted to play. Um, I wanted to be a bass guitar player, mm. you know. So I moved from drums to keys to just playing keys at the church. And I used to take my dad's guitar that he didn't play no more. Mm. What kind of guitar was it? A Aria Pro. Okay. It's an old school joint. Mm-hmm. And I took all his strings off <laughs> and left the E string. 
and all his other pack of strings that he had, I took all the E strings from them and put it up there. If I ain't, if you ain't gonna buy me a bass, I'm gonna make me a bass. You just so you had a six string bass on a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Tune that boy just like a bass. So did they even call? We had the boys in the neighborhood. I don't, even, I can't even remember the group name that they called us. We did one show and that was it. We was done. Like we wasn't ready at all. And you was playing that bass. He was horrible. <laughs> like my homeboy was playing drums and his name was Bobby. Mm-hmm. Shout out Bobby. Shout out to Bobby. But Bobby didn't know how to do nothing but just pop wheelies on the <laughs> trick bike and how old were y'all? Dunk basketball. We was like twelve. Okay. Thirteen. It's just it was a two piece. No, I'm about to go down the list. It was me on bass guitar. Bass lead guitar. Bass lead guitar. <laughs> Bobby on drums. My homeboy Delando on keys. Uh-huh. And we were lead singing. <laughs> All three of y'all. All of us. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> hey, two left shoes. <laughs> Yeah, but we, I mean, when you coming up, man, you try some of anything, man. Yeah. Then when you got parents that want to see you doing something like that to keep you out the street, they're going to do whatever they can to try to motivate you and push you mm-hmm. to try and do something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but out there, whole crew, I think I was the only one that took it serious. So took my dad's guitar, did that for a little while. And he saw that I had interest in playing bass guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, so around about 13, age of 13, he bought me a red four-string Ibanez and a PV amp, bass amp. Mm-hmm. And I played that boy for a little while. But he also had bought me a five-piece Pearl set, export series. Oh, I know about the export. That's a serious set. Listen. I couldn't play that boy during the week, but Saturday morning, it won't. I didn't even know what a shed was then. But, but Saturday you were morning, I was shedding, Doc. <laughs> Seven o'clock in the morning, I knew I could play my drums if I smelled bacon cooking in the kitchen. Yeah, man. Set them boys right up. <laughs> were you like pretending you were gigging with somebody, or were, how did you? How I played you? for the cans for years, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> the cans and the juice. I went to it then. At the age of 13, for years. Yeah, dog. man. I used to do the same. I used to set my keyboards up, boy. Yeah. That, that live and alive keep on the boy. I used to be right that boy to death. Oh, when that boy came out, it was over then. Shock, 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 shock. Yo, yo, that's crazy. Man. And then, you know, when, you, when you're when you at that age, you try to find anything you can to make an extra stand and symbol. I'm talking about I done took stains that my brother had from his stuff and I done you know the ruler that used to fold and bend <laughs> I done take the ruler to the stand <laughs> and I just was a fan of seeing symbols fall off the stand <laughs> while I put that symbol up there on top of that ruler shock, shock, shock. I be looking at that boy <laughs> ready to knock shock, it off shock. I'm hitting this guy I know I know when I hit this boy right here <laughs> she she's going shock, shock. <laughs> Well, that boy, sit that boy, 
And I got to hear my mom. Chris, get off those drums. And I make all that no. Make all that no. But she won't complain it when I was shocker shoot. But as soon as that symbol came and they did something else other than shocker shoot, boy, I had to, I had to do something else. Well, I had to go outside that is hilarious. in. <laughs> but you know, um, I'm saying that to say this. Parents, if you have a child that seems interested in music, do not withhold them and stop them from doing that. Now, I yeah. do understand there are rules and regulations and all that stuff, noise ordinance and all that stuff. That's cool. But find them somewhere where they can have that outlet because you would rather see them doing that than being somewhere being a follower and not a leader. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So, And I say that because I'm a parent myself, so I see our kids deal with a lot when they're not around us. Yes, sir. And so um, my mom that, my mom and dad, man, they just let me have it. And my dad would be like, T, why don't you leave that boy alone? Let him be in there. Let him <laughs> do whatever he doing in there. And that's what I was doing, you know? Yeah. Um. And so when he got me that drum set, um, for a while, I didn't touch that bass. I think I played that bass from December to January or February, <laughs> and that boy sat in the corner of my room. And by the time I wanted to pick the bass up again, I was around about 14 years old. Mm. The bass was dusty. Strings was horrible. But I wanted to be Merlin Lucius so bad. Come on. <laughs> Shout out to Merlin. Shout out to Uncle Merlin, man. Yes, I man. To be, I'm talking about I done took a piece of half of my mama's stuff <laughs> and taped that boy on the back of my head. Shut, so I explain. A, so you Merlin had a ponytail, y'all. I ain't going to sit here and lie. Uncle Merlin had a ponytail back in the day. And I, my mom would not let me grow a rat tail. So I, I made my own. You know, rat tail, you know, if y'all don't know, it starts off as rat tail. Then you let it grow, it comes a ponytail. <laughs> Mine was automatically ponytail. <laughs> you skipped the whole growing process. I ain't even had to worry about it. Just give me some scotch tape, and I take this piece of hair, and I got my own. Yeah. So you put the ponytail on. Which, which album are you playing to? Which? Fix It Jesus, the first one. The Memphis one. The Memphis And when he opened my hi ass up, boy, on that, at the end, the part that ain't really on the CD, well, I went, I went right to work then, dog. I'm trying to tell you, Mike put me, boy. Mike, he kept me pocket, doc. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to Mike Richardson. He was right there, man, every time. Y'all see that right there? Every time. He kept me there. He did it. I mean, he did. Mike, when I toured with them, man. Sorry, let me stop. Man, but when you kids, That's man, how it feels. How it you feels. in your living room, you got you, the record on, you playing you to it, you feel like you listen, there. Man, and I, Uncle Merlin... And and Mike from the Jews. But let me and then let's 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 go forward for just a second. Then we'll go back. Mm -hmm. The more crazy thing is <laughs> when you know them. That's when it get crazy. Man, I just I talked to Uncle Merlin. <laughs> I just talked to him last week on the phone. <laughs> That's what makes That's it crazy. crazy. And so I'm gonna go back, and then we're gonna go back to that part because that now that's that's good. So. I did that for a while. 14 years old, I came interested in playing bass. Mm -hmm. um, 
but I did not want to play four string because I felt like I was stuck, you know. Mm. But I was play. I would take the bass to church, um, and my cousin Brandon and them, mm. you know, Brandon Perkins. It's, it's, yeah, Perks. Y'all know that's Perk. that's my rider. That's my that's my rider die right there. Um, we would go to St. Peter's. And Shout that, out to St. Peter's St. too. St. Peter's man, and after church, you hear Brandon be like, and I know we finna drive that boy. But I had to tell them, hold on, what key y'all gonna do it in? Okay, give me that key real quick. Okay. And I had to tune my bass to whatever key. I could, at that time, I wasn't moving oh, around the neck like that. Oh, okay. So I literally transposed my bass. <laughs> so to, you to have it open? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That was your two bass lines. Two bass. That's all you gonna get out of me, Doc. <laughs> and then I started taking it serious. Mm. When I started taking it serious, the first record I think that I really started listening at was when Miss Kathy, and I'm like, Miss Kathy is like my godmother, and she. Um, is who I came up under at St. Paul, um, the church that I started Shout out Shout out to Miss Kathy. Shout out to her, man. Yeah, Miss Kathy her, man. is the reason why I am on the road. Mm. And I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Miss Kathy had me um, playing stuff, listening to stuff, and it was just quartet. Yeah. But it, I was, it was putting me in the mind of learning it. Yeah. And anytime you can learn something, you're progressing every time. Yeah, that's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's right. So that's what I was doing, man. You know, um, then she introduced me to the Burden Lifters. Shout out the Burden Lifters. I'm talking Iconic. about. Iconic. That boy where they got them red suits on? Yes, Lord. Live in Rocky Mount. Rocky Mount. Ebenezer. Pop, 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 boom. Bang, bang. Hey. Oh, that's Best of Hey, every, that's, the that's, that's what she had boy, me on. That was so cold, boy. That's what she had me on. And so they came to our church, and I was, I had been about 14, 13, well, 14. Mm-hmm. They came to our church along with Pastor Ricky Daughters and Glory Baptist Vision Choir. Shout out, Rev. Listen, changed my whole life. Now, we done had some great groups that done came through the church because of Miss Catherine, like, the Southern Wonders. Shout out to the Southern Wonders. I'm That's talking, my daddy now. Yeah, I mean they and his dad. I I was looking at cause I wanted to be his dad because man, I went to the house and tightened up my snare and bust that boy. Soon as I got to church that Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah my dad. So my dad, <coughs> my dad is a drummer from the Wilson area, mm-hmm. and he was one of the ones that kind of pioneered the way quartet drummers played. So people used to be paying a lot of attention to him. A lot and, of And he had a, his snare was always smacking. Always. <laughs> I'm talking about, it didn't matter what name was on the side of the snare. It didn't even matter if he wanted his name on the side of the snare. He could take a snare drum for my little sunlight junior that my daddy bought me. And he, that boy going to crack. Yeah, he I had it crack. He did. I don't care. But it was a lot of great artists that came through then. And um, but this one, these these two groups just stuck out to me, and it was 
Willis Pittman and the Burden Lifters yeah. and Pastor Ricky Daughters and Glory Baptist Vision Choir. Yeah. And I I played the Willis Pittman record for a while. Because first time Ricky Daughters came, he didn't have a bass player. Mm. He didn't have a bass player. So I can't remember the guy that was on keys um, playing split and, and keys. But I was fascinated. I'm like, man, he is playing the heck <laughs> out there. Well, so I'm a child. So anything I see somebody else doing, I want to <laughs> yeah. let me go find this slap bass. <laughs> so was he playing like was he playing like the, the, the rolling classic split? Or was yeah. he playing like two keyboards? Yeah, with a leather jacket on. I never forget it. <laughs> so he had he was playing one keyboard. One keyboard. He was playing the bass with the piano yeah. and the brass. Thirteen, number thirteen. <laughs> XP sixty. Rolling XP sixty. <laughs> number thirteen. The bass and piano. Bass slash piano slash brass. <laughs> All that on one patch. So you got finger bass. This. You hit it hard, you got slap, slap. bass. Bang. You got piano. If you hit it hard, you got brass. Horns. Couldn't tell me nothing, Doc. <laughs> I mess around and found that boy on the on the on the stage piano that we had at the church. Couldn't hey, me and Douglas, y'all. Douglas, shout out Douglas too. Douglas, my little cousin, man. He played drum. But we shot at St. Paul every Sunday off B right. Every Sunday. We get to a certain park, cause Douglas would sing B right and play. And every time we get to that drive and they get good to him, boy, I ain't got no drum. I didn't even know what an NPC was, so I ain't had no NPC either. <laughs> he just stopped playing. He just stopped playing with grab the mic and walk past me <laughs> and walk down the aisle <laughs> telling everybody, wave their hand, do you want to be right? My mom didn't his boy back up here, leave me by myself. Yeah. I'm finna tear these folks to stain products. Lay on the beat, <laughs> trying to keep a beat. But that was what I grew up doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, going back to the, the the concert, man, with Willis Pittman and Ricky Daughters, I began to um, study Willis If you ask me this day to play every song on that record, I could play every song on that record, mm. like the back of my hand. Yeah. And I messed around and found one of his old cassettes that had a uh, – Old Tojo, mm-hmm. um, I belong to the king and all that up there. Ooh. So man, I was a fan. I remember my dad. My dad drive trucks, including me. I drive trucks now. Yeah. But I remember my dad was. I he caught me slipping. Mm. He was. Um, we was on the truck, and I thought he was in the bed asleep. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he had a broom in the truck, so I had a broom. And he had a curtain. I thought he had a curtain all the way closed, but they would crack just a little <laughs> bit. Boy, I had that daggone Willis Pittman up there bumping in the front, boy. At, at night, had light, had both the lights in the inside of the cab on. So you gigging at this point? Oh, full fledged, <laughs> full fledged light, all lights on me. Them boy was shot. Had them boy pointed, they pointed right at me. And I'm up there gigging. I'm telling you, I done did a whole show with Willis Pittman and Burnley. At the age of 13, my dad peeking <coughs> through the curtain and he's watching me. Mm. And then we finish the concert and I hear him <laughs> but the laugh. <laughs> he just got a free show. <laughs> I ain't get paid a dime. 
got to show him this, man, because I know he's going to remember this. <laughs> I know he's going to remember this, man. But that's what we. That's what I did, man. And I started um, learning how to play it on that four-string bass, which taught me how to stop tuning my bass and play it straight like Uncle Tommy was doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was no longer transposing a bass. I was playing yeah. bass. Yeah. Um, And then I graduated from playing quartet style with Willis Pittman, and I started playing Ricky Daughtry style. Mm. Changed my life. You yeah. hear me? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't remember the story full-fledged, so I'm going to let Jamal explain to you how we met. But no, you know it a little better than me. I know it. We're going to tell it together. Okay. Let's tell it together. Okay. So, at the time, at this time, while Chris is going through this phase of learning the album, I'm now a musician at Glory Baptist. And we didn't have a bass player. Let me stop. Let me pause real quick. In the midst of this, I saved $150, Ooh. and I went and bought me a five-string rogue bass from Musician Friends. You could not tell me nothing. You hear me? <laughs> I just wanted to put that out there. It how, was, so how old are you at this point? At this point, I'm 15. So if you're 15, I got to be 12, about to be 13. About to be 13. Okay, so we, we doing what we doing, and we just get to a point where I'm like, yo, man, I really don't like continuing to play key bass. So Rev had this thing where if if we don't have a bass player, it's fine if the keyboard player knows how to play bass. So he had that mindset before I came. So I get there, I'm playing, Demetrius is playing, and Keith is playing. Shout out to Keith Sampson. Before you get there, though. No, go ahead. Before you get to that point. <laughs> before he get to this point right here, I got to tell this. I actually, Ricky Dodgers came and did another concert. Yes. At the church. Before y'all came. Yes. And Nate, Nathaniel. Nathaniel Kearney. Kearney. Shout out to Nate. Good God. We're playing a five-string. I will, I will never forget it. Yes, Lord. He was playing a five-string bass. Yes. Yamaha orange bass with gold yes, hardware. Yes, Lord. He had a blue church shirt and a yellow tie and some khaki pants and brown shoes. Shout out shoes. to Nate. That is Nate. That is definitely Man, Nate. Man, listen. If he didn't juke the mess out of me when they got the longest I got King Jesus... <laughs> Nate was so cold. He still is a beast. Man, I said on that rope. Yes, shout out Nate, man. So it had to be Nate, Kevin, and Tank, won't it? Killing. Yes. Uncle Donnie with dang. Yo, and that's the thing. So now we gotta tell the now we gotta tell the whole thing. Cause that's the thing. It was around that time that I saw them and I was like, I don't know how, but I wanna play for this choir. Mm-hmm. Like, Rev had a Thing. I got you. I got you. Go, oh, yeah. Go ahead, man. Water okay, we're going to take a break. So many things that we have never seen, we're going to see. Yeah. And things that we have never heard, we're going to hear. Yeah. I hope that it will be all good, all good. I hope that it will be understood, understood. Changed, but will we back. 
We back. I, I Chris had to take a bathroom break. I had to take a bathroom break. Yeah, I had to get out of that coat. <laughs> I was hot. Hey, so let's get right back into it. So Nate, Kevin, Uncle Donnie, Tank. Tank. Killing. I see them, and I'm mesmerized too. I'm like, man, I got to play for this church. And these are two different times. So yes. tomorrow I'm seeing them in there doing the thing somewhere else. Yes. I'm in Wilson at some school, and I'm looking at Tank, and I'm seeing him, and I'm like, some kind of way I'm going to play for this church. So to make a long story short, <clears throat> a time comes where Tank gets a hold of me, <clears throat> and he calls my mom. We start. I start playing at the church. We rehearse a little bit. We do a couple shows. We got Keith, myself, and Demetrius. And I'm just sick of playing key bass because it's not fun because <laughs> I want to play keys. So we're doing what we're doing, but we don't have a bass player. We don't know a bass player because we're trying to build this young camp, and we just don't know one. So we like, okay, I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep doing it. So we get to a point where we do the show in Greenville. at the con- It was the convention center, right? No, it was at the Hilton. Okay, it was at the hotel. The Hilton. So we at the Hilton, and we're in one room doing a banquet, I'm guessing, right? Yep. And Chris was with his family. You with your family? I was in there eating baked chicken, rice, at my grandma's birthday party. So Chris is in the next room at a birthday party. Does Miss Kathy know we are there? Yeah. Yep. And she said, she comes to me. While I'm eating my chicken and my rice and my sweet tea that was not sweet. <laughs> and she said, baby, I got a surprise for you. You ain't going to believe who next door. And at this time, you've been practicing the record. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, so I can't hear them because the <laughs> DJ's in there playing whatever he's playing. I'm like, okay, well, you know, so she grabs my hand and walks me down the hall to the room that they're in. And I hear them in a going in <laughs> on higher place. Uh. I peeped through that door. Miss Cat, Miss Rick Dawson. Yeah, yeah. Miss Rick Dawson, right there, Miss Cat. She said, "I know my baby." I said, "Can I stay in Bartu?" Oh man, yeah. So I'm looking at them playing, and I'm I'm looking for Nate. But I hear bass, but I'm looking for Nate. Yeah. And I don't see Nate. Now, remind you, now, before this came, Miss Kathy, had, now, she did give me an Oreo, though. <laughs> she had me to audition one time to play keys with them before Jamal came in. I was not sweet. <laughs> they had it arranged where Nate picked me up in Winterville. Wow. And took me to Glory Baptist to practice. And I was not <laughs> up to par. It was not sweet at all. Yeah. You know, Rev up there, he, what can you play? Uh, I mean, um, 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 you know how you play? Yes, sir. Let me hear you play it. Oh, let me find a trance. <laughs> so Tank and Nate looking at me like, oh, he ain't going to cut it. <laughs> I already knew I wasn't going to cut it, not on the key. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So later on, this happens at the hotel and the ballrooms that they have. And I'm like, Miss Kathy, can I just can I stay here and just, just watch them? So I, I actually came in and stood by the door with her. And we look, watched the rest of their um, 
I hate saying performance. Um, concert. Concert, yeah. We <laughs> watched the rest of their concert. And afterwards, they was packing up. You know, Miss Kathy and Ricky, Pastor Ricky was talking. And um, <clears throat> she was like, y'all got to try my baby out on the bass. He done started playing bass now. So I'm like, hey, <laughs> you shame. Uh, yeah. You just got me on key, you know. <laughs> you done jipped me one time, Aunt <laughs> Kathy. So, but this time was very different mm-hmm. because they did not have, I think at the time, Nate had took on a position because he was just graduating from ECU, man. Nate, if y'all don't know, y'all should look him up. He is a genius yes. when it comes down Nate Daniel to Kearney. music. He's a genius. Nathaniel yes, he really is. Kearney. And um, I actually seen him not too long ago, man. And when you, when you can see someone, and you they see you graduate, and then they have the respect for you, yeah, man. Just like you have the respect for them, that goes a long way. Yes. And he definitely gave me that a couple months ago when I seen him. Um, but yeah, so we ended up Miss Kathy ended up telling you know Pastor Rick, you know well, um. He can play bass now. He know all y'all stuff. And in my mind, I'm like, I know it, but I, I ain't ready. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, <clears throat> Rev tells Tank, as y'all pack up, uh, Kevin said he could play, you know. Check and I'm out. looking, listen, <laughs> I'm looking like this. I'm looking like, I told Tank, like, listen, because me and Tank kind of had like a side meeting. And I'm like, Tank. I don't care if caught up CD is the only thing he knows. <laughs> if that means I don't have to play key bass, we can figure the rest out later. Tank was like, little bro, if you want to try it, we can try it. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, man, I want to try it. <laughs> so what happens from there? We packed up. They packed up. I think I ended up getting in the car with Miss Kathy, and we she got in touch with somebody at Warren Chapel Church. And they had a <coughs> bass cabinet in there, a big old bass cabinet with the two big gigantic speakers in it. Yeah, and they had the, the little <clears> stage. <throat> little stage. Key, piano, piano, keyboard yep. thing, the digital joint. Yep. So, um, Maul asks me, you know, hey, what, you, what, what do you know? And I'm sitting there um, saying, like I would a couple, <laughs> couple months ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, I, I don't, I don't, you know how I play? I'm like, here it go again. <laughs> but this time I had a different approach. But I did had, we do caught up before high place? We did caught up. Did and, we do caught up first? Yeah, Jamal said, let's go down the list and just see what he know tank, what he don't know. <laughs> and as soon as Jamal hit that, ba-bong, bong I was like, oh, I think we hit to be sweet. <laughs> I'm talking about as soon as Tank counted off, he hit the line. I said, oh, we might be all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think I end up playing. We played everything all the way up to um, dun, 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 rise, dun, up. Dun, rise up. Rise uh, up. Uh, yeah. And so when we got to that, Jamal like, I'm sold. <laughs> I'm sold. I'm so Tank. I'm so <laughs> Talk to his mom. Somebody need to talk to his mom and his dad. Miss Kelly, I talked to him. I talked to him. So she ended up talking to my mom and my dad. At that time, I'm going to be real transparent with y'all. Yeah, man. I wasn't making good grades in school. Me neither. 
I wanted to be in the crowd. I got bullied coming up. So I finally got hanging with some people where I didn't have to deal with that, and they had my back, so I felt. So um, my mom and dad saw an opportunity of, oh, this is going to make him straighten up, mm. you know? So I'm like, Mom, Dad, I promise you, man, my grades will come up. Man, I'm mm. a, just let me, just let me, you know? Yeah. But rehearsal f- for us was Tuesdays. The choir and everybody else had to be the Bible set on Wednesdays, but we didn't because we, didn't we have had school. We was in school. So Thursdays, Tuesdays and Thursdays was rehearsal. Friday after school, Tank go pick him up. Tank gonna pick me up. And we didn't have to have rehearsal. We did not. We chose to have rehearsal. We did. That is an issue right now. I'm finna step on some toes. You hear me? That's an issue. And I'm going to pause right there. I'm going to tell y'all why it's an issue. Now, I'm 34, Ma. You're 31. 31. Okay. We both have grown into being pretty successful guys in the music industry. Not tuning our own horns, but that's just what it is. Um, I've experienced musicians that be, you know, man, man, I want to do, I want to do that, man. Put me on a gig. Put me on, man. I want to play with you at the church, man. What I got to do? All right, man, I'm going to put you on. You know what I mean? Just be here when I tell you to be here, you know. And they come to rehearsal. And they're like, well, man, you know, uh, how much they going to pay for rehearsal? How much who going to pay for rehearsal? I mean, they, they got to pay for rehearsal, right? I mean, they they they, they, they give you, you know. Well, how did you get here? Uh, Man, you picked me up. Who picked you up? You did? <laughs> I picked you up. <laughs> so I ain't asked you for no gas money. Yeah, man. I fed you. Yeah. And now you're going to sit here and you're going to say something to me about getting paid for rehearsal. And I got, now you asked me to come here. I'm saying this, y'all, because this, this is life. This is what happens now. So what I'm saying is back then, we didn't think about that. Mm-mm. We, we didn't, really didn't. We it never didn't. crossed our minds. I mean, we didn't even think about food. I mean, we'll be happy when Papa John's come or Domino's come knocking on that door. But we we ate, yeah, washed our hands, and went right, right back. back. And Absolutely. even while we're eating, we're our conversation was not about girls. <laughs> it was not about you know nothing dealing with. It was nothing about. It was just straight about the music. Yes, what we're gonna do? How we're gonna do this? Yes, a. a Chris, try to try this. Terrell, try this. D, try this. Yes. Now remind you, Jamal is thirteen. Yes. Demetrius is playing organ. Demetrius is fourteen. Yes. Terrell is fifteen. He's yes. playing ox. He's learning to play ox. Learning to at play. That time could not play no chords. None of that. Remember. <laughs> that's 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 Greg playing percussion. <laughs> he was our click track. Yes. We didn't have no NPC. I'm at the time now. I'm 16 playing bass. Tank is just turning 18. Tank responsibility was working at Pizza Hut, going to school, getting out of school, going to pick us up every Tuesdays and Thursdays. And so, oh, but the weekend we stayed over. Yes, weekends we stayed over. So I'm telling y'all that I want y'all to have the age limit. Yes. So you can see where I'm going at with this. We did this with. 
not asking real for no money. No. You know, um, my mom and dad was cool with it because I wasn't outside, you know, in the streets with the boys. Yeah, I'm going to tell you another thing too, Chris. Mm-hmm. We were not looking at the clock. No. How many how many Golly. people how many people do we know? Rehearsal starts at 7. They get there at 7:45 and they watching the clock. I'm going to turn these speakers on. <laughs> you already late and you watching sense. the clock? Hey man, this the one. Hey man, you know how about how much how much longer we going to be here? Till you get it right. <laughs> you got it right yet? I mean, it's on you, dog. When I MD a church, when somebody say that, you know how long rehearsal go? Till you get it right? You got it right? I mean, when you get it right, then we can leave. I know I got mine right. I mean, but now if you ain't got yours right, now we gonna have to, it's either you get it right or you just don't even play Sunday or you don't get paid. Which one? Because now in order for you to get paid, you got to play. So it all got to go together. You get what I'm saying? And so you, you get, you play and you get paid. Or you don't know the song and don't play, and you don't get paid. So yeah. which which one you rather have? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and that's and and it ain't even really now. It's not even really with just young musicians. It's with all musicians. Yeah, don't nobody have love for music anymore, and yeah. that's a problem. Where do you think that comes from? I think that comes from the mindset. Mm. I can't blame it on the economy. I can't blame it on mm. the people around them. It's all because you could you you control your mindset. Yeah, you know what I mean. At that time, we all was on the same page, and we all had the same mindset. To, we did, and it wasn't, and we didn't. We were at at these times now. We we weren't at the point of learning music. We already knew the Rev songs. Yeah, we was taking stuff out. And add and being creative. Yes. And that's another thing. Yeah. But I'm going to get there too. We was at that point where we would be creative. Yeah. And we would try something on your boy quick. Quick. I'm talking about Sunday morning. Yo. Yo, especially when we was watching that Destiny's Child. Burger at him. Burger at him. Tank had us. So when we was at the crib, here's the thing. When we were at the crib, Tank was letting us see like Jared Hayward, yes. Aaron Spears, Luke, Jeff. <clears throat> um, we watching we watching Janet tour. No quartet at all. No, Tank, no quartet. Tank would be so upset if <laughs> if I was in that court, he would like take my MP3 player and would like Toward throw it the across the room and it would crack. And I'm like, bro, I just got that from Big Lots and you gonna crack my MP3 player, you gonna buy me a no. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, well, if I buy you a no, I'm gonna I'm put the music in there myself. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And I, but he was right. Yeah, he was right. He was setting me up. Yeah, man. For good. Yeah, like, he was. For the for the better, man. Yeah. And Gerald Hayward, Kern, yes, all man. of them. We was looking at all of them at the ages of 14, 15, 13, yeah. 14, 15, 16. <laughs> yeah. And I'm talking about, man, we wore that Usher live album. Out. I'm you know talking what I'm about that that uh what was it? What was it? Was it Chattanooga? Can I take y'all back? Just with like the bo- me. 
When the dude was playing the uh, the keyboard Man, let me guitar, tell you something real quick. Oh my god! We were riding on the way to a gig one not. A what about we ago. used to sit in the trunk? That too. But I was riding with my guys this year. Okay. And they was like, man, who is that, man? Who is that? I'm like, man, y'all ain't never heard of this before. <laughs> man, I pulled up, boy. We played that boy one day. I'm talking about on repeat. Yes. And they were like, and and on this particular record, there was no guitar player. No, it was this dude playing keys. Playing keys. And he was killing the distortion line. <laughs> was and awesome. my keyboard player was like, man, ain't no way he playing. I said, look it up on YouTube. <laughs> Bet me. Bet, ain't no way. Bet me. Yeah. His name is My keyboard player is named Victor Parker. I'm Shout saying. out Victor. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you. Stuff, that stuff changed out. So we're learning these things on our own time. Yeah. And we ain't learning it like we won't learn it like the whole song. We were just learning like the main points is gonna <laughs> catch the ear. And they're gonna oftentimes come. <laughs> Take and be like, y'all, y'all want to try? <laughs> we would do like, all kinds. Want to try? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, heck yeah. We would do all kinds of stuff. We playing neo and everything in ne- church. It's the speed. <laughs> we play everything. I'm talking about drill. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Terrell learned that synthesizer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but we was doing this. And here's going to be. A thing, a little nugget for you pastors. <laughs> Come on, bro. Okay? There's a difference in playing melodies and actually singing the lyrics. Yeah. We wasn't singing the lyrics. You know what I mean? Music is me. Yeah. If, you, if he played a whole bunch of notes on his keyboard and it come up on this computer, what do you think going to show up? Yeah, notes. It ain't it ain't no words, is the doc. <laughs> ain't no lyrics. <laughs> It ain't no I love you, I want to kiss on her. It ain't none of that. Yeah. It's going to be all kinds of notes. Yeah. I'm saying that to say this. Just because you hear these music notes or these melodies put together in a church, sir, I'm pretty sure you listen to plenty of Al Green. Yeah, man. Isaac Brothers and all that. And, <laughs> and soon, that was the thing. That was the thing about that was the thing about Reverend Daltridge that kind of he facilitated the environment yep. that made it safe for us to learn. And they accepted it. Yes. So when we hit that boy during the offering, <laughs> folks up there walking. Yeah, yeah. Putting their money in. Yeah. Because Rev, Rev is a, that's the thing though. Reverend Daltridge is smart. a musician too. Yeah. So he would encourage us like, Sharpen your ears. Know your instrument. Mm-hmm. Know what everybody else is playing. Incorporate other genres into your music. Yep. Practice your craft. Be on time. Yep. Be integral. Yep. Know the music. Yep. Like he, like he was not playing no games. Take care. The, of your oh d- no, the biggest one. Don't let no girl, no split, come between. God between. Almighty. And we we still was raggedy, but he tried to tell us. <laughs> I'm talking about. Now, me, I, I ain't really had no girlfriend until I got Ricky Dog. <laughs> so these are facts. You know, these are facts. <laughs> I'm just being transparent. Yeah. So when it's uh, I'm putting up my bass. Yeah, cause it got real. Wrapping up my core. It got real. Finna, we, finna roll that KB three hundred to the trailer for Uncle Arthur to put in the it trailer. It got real. It got oh, it got real. What Chris it? Cause we are kid, we are kids, but we don't play like kids. No. That's the thing. 
You can stand outside and literally, for real. Be like, that. that's not a group of kids. And that was what Rev used to drill in the, I should be able to stand outside and hit and be out, be able to tell who playing who that playing what? Or who playing what? Yes. If I can hit, if I stand outside South Green, I can hit Eddie B. I know there's Eddie B in there playing. <laughs> and he was right. He was right. He was teaching us how to have a sound. He was teaching us about character. Yeah. He was yeah. teaching us, bro. He was. He was like, definitely doing that. So let's fast forward. After What happens after the Glory Baptist situation? What was next? And how did it happen? <laughs> tell it, tell it. After we done dumped a couple of houses with Rev, right? <laughs> I mean, we done dumped a whole lot of houses with Rev. <laughs> Yo, it was crazy. That time was crazy. It got real. That time was crazy. Bo Peep live recording came up. Holy cow. And Bo Peep band left. We were supposed to have been leaving. They're like, man, we're going to stick around here with these boys. See like. what they sound like. Yes. So, okay, we'll tell this story then. So, shout out to Bo Peep. Jonathan Sauls and Good News. They mm. were doing a session at Glory Baptist. And Heston, rest in <laughs> peace, brother. Yes. And we were, <coughs> me and Chris wrong. We wrong, boy. <laughs> <coughs> me. What what I'm trying to say. We were opening up for them. Yeah. But at this time, that's when we watching this Destiny Child. Destiny Child stuff. And at this time, outros, playing outros was the thing. Cause Tammy Edwards and Tori and them had that. But was that before or after us? No, they did that that night. Cause we was like. But here's the thing. No. Exactly. Get right, get right, get right, get right, yeah, boy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So we had this thing where we we saw this outro on Destiny's Child thing. So we have been doing it. We have been doing it. But particularly, we were like, okay, guys, Bo is going to have a lot of people here. That boy was So let's, let's flip this. Downstairs, upstairs. Yeah, so we like, let's let's do this. Let's flip this. Let's see how I it goes. Play through real bass rig. Yeah, it like. Shout out to Ray Braswell. Shout out to Tyrone Jackson. They were there too. They, grand, they, they, they the OGs. Your granddaddy was there. Yes. He let me. I got to play a real bass at night. <laughs> you play his bass. I played Braswell's bass. Wow. <laughs> but your granddaddy told me to play that bass instead of playing my bass because that bass got Barlini's in it. Yeah, do it got Barlini's in it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So this podcast is all over the place because me and Chris are like we have a real relationship. So I'm sorry. I was like, y'all just bear with us. Rest in peace to this granddad. Yes, I love man. that, man. Shout, <laughs> out my, shout out Marvin Jackson. He told Chris about that rogue. So, so, my granddad was like, hey, Chris, what kind of, because my mama was moving and we were walking. He said, Chris, what what kind of base you got? What you say? He was pushing that stuff in the store. <laughs> what you say when he asked you? I said, a, a rogue. <laughs> Hey, he said, he said, he, he said, said that for me. He said, do it got Bartolini's in it? A rogue. <laughs> it got Bartolini's in it? No, sir. I said, <laughs> I don't. well, let me ask you this. Do it say got a B on the, on the picture? No, sir. Oh, you ain't got it. Yo, you ain't got this. <laughs> you ain't got this. <laughs> you ain't got this. My granddaddy told Chris. Well, when he told me that. <laughs> Boy, he listen, but it's the realness like that yeah, from them the guys, OGs, them yes. OGs. Yes, because if if they didn't keep it real with us, who was gonna keep it real? Who was with gonna us? keep it real? You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think I think so. 
<laughs> Live recording. To make a long story short, it was crazy. We rehearsed for the recording, and Bo's guys were older than us. Wait and they minute. they rehearsed before us. And was but, chilling. But we stayed for their <laughs> rehearsal. So we see Bo drilling the mess out of Burnell. Yeah. And I'm like, man, that's Bo Peak. Right. I mean, that's a legend. Yeah. So he he doing their thing. They doing their thing. They go through the whole thing. They do their intro. They do all the songs. So we're sitting there waiting. So then we rehearse after them. So we plan. They were getting ready to go. And Antonio told me he started to just, like, hear us fiddling. And he was like, well, maybe we should stay. Because to let Antonio tell it, <coughs> when he saw us getting up there, at first he thought we were just kids that were messing with the instruments. Then when we start to mess around, he's like, oh, no, they really play. So let me just <laughs> see. Because they ain't no way they can really play. I didn't even know how to set my bass in at this time. <laughs> Yo, we were all, we were, we were good, but we was still learning. Yeah. But <coughs> we did what we did. <coughs> And Anto- that's when Ant- Antonio was like, no, nah, they- these boys play like grown men. Mm-hmm. But Rev-, Rev made sure we did. He made sure that we had what it took to do whatever came next. And he did just like my daddy. He got us whatever we needed to make it happen. I'm talking about organs. Antonio Hart comes. Antonio doesn't have a guitar. American that Strat. He has he has like an older red guitar. It doesn't stay in tune. He 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 gathers the choir together and say, "Hey, we have this new guitar player. He needs a guitar." He rallies the choir to give a thousand dollars, and he goes guitar. and he th- he goes and buy the guitar, and he goes and buy Defender Deville. Yep. He goes. He goes. He starts traveling. Demetrius is like, "I don't want to play keyboard organ." He goes. He buys the organ, the portable organ, and he buys the lyrics. Mm-hmm. So it's a situation where. Now by this time, it's different. We we yeah, we different just now. on a different level. Yeah, it's different now. And nobody could come in between us. Yeah. And nobody, and we still was rehearsing. Now by this time, I'm at least seventeen. He's up to fourteen. Yeah. Everybody just went their age up, and I mean, <coughs> but it's a, a year. light years. <clears throat> that one year was light years of difference as musicians. Mm-hmm. Like light, but it's because we spent. Three, four times a week, 12, 18 hours a day. Yep. Yep. Getting up in the snow and getting on the back of his pickup truck. Driving to driving the church to in the, the snow. Church. Doing and donuts in the parking lot in the snow and then going in the rehearsal. In the rehearsal. <laughs> With cold hands because we done threw snowballs at each other. <laughs> now we got to put our hands. We each had a heater. Heater, we always like this. We like this. Marl your hands. Let me get some of that heat, Doc. <laughs> Yes, this was crazy. Yeah. So yeah. what? So tell them what comes next. <coughs> um, I'm sorry, y'all. I kind of changed modes, man, because I, I miss them days, man. My brothers, yeah. man. Um, and I, I, I know we probably seem like we stuck on that, but when you get to talking about something like that, yeah, it's real touchy, and it's like something that you just, you really, you really wish that could have continued for a, a lifetime. Long time. Yes. But there comes a time where we all become grown people. Yes. Um, but it <clears throat> made it make. I'm gonna tell you what what made it made it make sense. Like mm-hmm. our we all treat our relationships with each other very differently because we are all different people. And Chris, I used to notice, like through all that we've been through, 
I never understood the emotion behind your response to situations. Until now. Yes. Because yeah. I'm listening to you talk about your brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I understand why it hurts when certain things happen. And that's a thing that I never, ever considered before now. So it's heavy because you never know what you mean to somebody. And those days meant something to you that I didn't understand until today. It's different because it's like when we go through things or situations happen, in your mind, you like, but that's my brother. Mm Mm-hmm. How could he feel that way or how could he say that thing and not tell me or how could this happen? That's my brother. Mm -hmm. I get it. I get it. I never understood it before. But hearing your story, hearing how you felt, knowing that you came to the place where you're like, my only blood brother is gone. So a part of me doesn't want to continue music. But a part of me knows that He would want me to. You get to a place where you're like, okay, I like this choir and I want to play for them one day. You don't know that the band is going to be your age. And be my brothers. You don't know that. At the time, you're just like, okay, I'm back on Mm -hmm. bass. This choir is fire. How can I get in on this? Right. And then things start to transpire and we grow together. And it makes the way you feel about the situation, the way you feel about things that have happened, make a lot more sense understanding the sentiment behind how you viewed our relationships. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of heavy. So, in other words, my brother was gone. Yeah, man. For a couple of years, I felt I had nobody. Yes, sir. Until I got with Tank. Yeah, man. Terrell. Yeah. D. And Jamal. Yes, sir. And they became my brothers. Yes, sir. And they did not replace, because can't nobody replace Steven. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Can't nobody replace Steve. But at the same time, I have someone that's filling that spot. Yes, sir. And someone to actually say, yo, this is my brother. Yeah. Like, when people ask me, they be like, is that your brother, like your real brother? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, is it like your blood brother? No. No. But is it your, yeah. Yeah, that's my brother. So are y'all like, step, stop asking questions. <laughs> like, that's my brother. Yeah. Like, don't ask, like, like <laughs> trust and believe me, y'all. Yes, sir. If I saw someone walk up on him. Yeah. Or any of, now I was kind of like the thug dude <laughs> out of all of us, I think. I came to rehearse with the long tees and yeah. the Air Force. <laughs> I didn't put, but I, I just. I ain't none of that all week. <laughs> I didn't play with, with when it comes. And to this day, I don't yeah, play. Yeah, it's real. You know what I mean? But they took, um, they filled a spot that I was just longing for. Just, just I needed to be filled. Yeah, man. And if y'all have lost any loved ones, man, um, like I said, man, I was 11 years old when he got killed. I'm 34 now. And to this day, I have dreams. And my dream 
it's like he visiting me. It's like he's saying, like we hanging out and all that stuff, doing stuff, playing together. Then it's like, you know, uh, man, we're going to get up tomorrow, man. I'll see you in the morning, man. I love you, bro. We're going to eat breakfast in the morning. And I get up the next morning, and he ain't there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a hurtful thing. But it was plenty of times where I had to just call these guys and be like, man, what y'all doing? Mm. Where y'all at? You know, when we was younger, I didn't have to worry about that because we was we were there. We were all, yes. You know? So when we so older, you're So you're basically grieving through this whole... Uh, the whole time. Jesus. Even to this day. I get it. To this day. So this moment, me sitting beside my brother, is a moment that I cherish because I don't know... This could be the last time that he see me. Mm-hmm. And we've had that happen, y'all. We've yeah. been in a room with people where that was the last time we saw him. Yeah. It has happened to us multiple times. 14 times for me, I've counted. It is insane. And, <clears throat> and I, I'm going to tell y'all this. Sometimes, as musicians, as producers, we can get too caught up on the craft where we dismiss or diminish the brotherhood. And I've made a conscious decision to stop moving like that because I don't talk to Chris every day. I don't know what he goes through every day. I don't know the thoughts that he has every day. And the last thing I need to do is to be the guy that calls him and tells him what I think he should be doing with his music career when I don't know what's going on in his life. And we have a tendency to project onto people what we think they should be doing, what we think they shouldn't be doing, who we think they should be playing for, like, they don't they don't sound good, this, this, that, that, calling people, giving our opinions about them, doing all of this stuff. Talking about them. Exactly. And I'm guilty of it. Like, yeah. with Chris, I've been in situations where I'm like, Chris ain't sweet, man. Chris should stop producing. He should focus on bass. Number one, who am I to say that? Number one. And number two, if I feel that way, I should tell him. But number three, it's not my place to tell him if he don't ask. And number four, definitely don't project that onto onto him when I don't know what's going on. So the day I call to critique your production could be a day that you had a bad day and it sends you on a spiral. Mm -hmm. But we don't think about that. We just be like, nah, bro, I'm doing what I'm doing. So everybody around me should be on a certain level or I can't even say I know you. That's trash. It is. I go through a lot. Um, I deal with a lot. I've dealt with a lot. And it's not just a single me out. A lot of people deal with a lot. A lot yes, of people sir. go through a lot. And nobody is perfect. Yeah, man. And I'm saying that with tears in my eyes because nobody is perfect. Yeah, man. Just a month ago, a month and a week, the gun that I have, I've been able to go in the country whenever I want to play around with it. And it, if I pull the trigger, it's going to shoot. 
every time. And I got to a point in my life where I felt like I was at the lowest point in my life. And I felt like there was nobody I could call at the time that could help me get over what I was trying to get over or what I felt like I needed to get over. And I sat in my pickup truck. I sat in my pickup truck at a park Mm -hmm. looking at the water. Mm Mm-hmm. And what's and going I, through your mind at this at point? At this time, I'm like, I'm being selfish because mm. I'm not thinking about my kids. I'm not thinking about my family. I'm not thinking about the ones, if I do this, like who's going to miss me and, mm. you know, the positions that I hold at church and the position I hold at work and the ju- the businesses that I own and how much people count on Chris. Mm-hmm. If you are going through anything like that, play that back in your mind on who is counting on you. Yes, sir. I took all the bullets out of my clip, and I left one in there. And I pushed that clip inside my gun and cocked it back and pulled the trigger once, and it didn't go off. At this time, I'm like gasping for air, mm. trying to calm down. Tears coming down, and I pull the trigger again, and it does not go off. Immediately, God said, I'm not done with you. What are you doing? Mm. What are you doing? People go through suicide thoughts quite a bit. I am delivered from it. I gave everything back to God because I'm hurt. I lost a lot of friends. A lot. A lot, y'all. A lot of friends that I call my brothers, Jason, Sean, Mondre. Mm-hmm. I can, George Jr. Deron. Deron. <laughs> I just played a gig with them. These some of these guys. How do you live with saying, all right, bro, see you tomorrow. I love you. And you don't see them tomorrow. How do you deal with that? Yeah. How do Especially you deal with that? Especially when you're el- you're 11 years old, right? And you lose a brother. I just got off the phone with my brother the day before because he's supposed to pick me up from school. <sighs> so it's a pattern of loss in your life, back to back. Chris, it makes a lot of sense. It a lot of stuff makes a lot more sense than it used to make. Because I used to be like, I don't understand why Chris is responding this way. It's just music. It's not just music. Mm-hmm. I understand that it's deeper than that. Yeah. I get it. And I don't think we take enough time to really talk to each other, check on each other. Like, ask the non-music question. Musician Family, if you got a musician family, if you have family, period, friends, loved ones, check on them. Check on them, y'all. You know, I got to a point, man, I felt like I was just losing so many friends back to back. I started calling family members that I, I mean, my aunts, my uncles that I haven't even 
talk to. I'm really <clears throat> like one of the last Stevensons left with the last name. My son does not have my last name. Mm. I'm like the last Stevenson left. So with that being said, I love on everyone around me, and I love real hard, whether they're family, whether they're blood, blood family or, or they're not. And a lot of people don't understand me. That's why I took a break from the social media thing um, because of that. And it's okay to take a break. <laughs> it definitely is. Sometimes you, we all need a break. You need to free your mind sometimes of some things that you're going through. Um, you know, the first thing that we tend to say is, well, God, why are you putting me through this? And sometimes it's not God putting you through this. It's yourself putting, your, putting you through that. And it's been some times recently where I had to reevaluate myself. And I just had to be like, God ain't got nothing to do with this. Mm. That's all you, Chris. Woo! That's heavy. That is very, very heavy. I can't blame Jamal. I can't blame Tank. I can't blame Demetrius. I can't blame whoever. Mm. With a lot of situations that we go through, you have to really, a lot of people be like, look in the mirror. You ain't got to look in the mirror. Because if you mentally recording this in your mind, you can just play, play it back. back. <laughs> That's a heavy why would I waste why would I waste time looking for a mirror when I can just stop in my tracks and play it back? Play it back. Me sitting in that truck that night, I didn't have time going to look for a mirror mm. before I start pulling that trigger on that gun. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying all of that to say, and I'm I'm taking this time out because somebody needs to hear this. Mm-hmm. Me and Jamal went live a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm talking about similar subjects and my facebook was going off Mm -hmm. and i had a real close friend of me that called me man and he's a lot older than us Mm -hmm. and he said man he said man you might not believe me he said but i didn't get to see y'all live now remind you me and jamal was live for about an hour and a half Mm mm-hmm and it just so happened I was at work, and I just touched on the subject, and it just subject to subject. Mm-hmm. And he said, I watched y'all live from the beginning to the end, and it helped me out so much with my look of things in life mm. that that video changed my life. And I kept saying that day, in that video, if if you cannot be effective in what you're doing to make a change to yourself or to someone, what is your purpose? What is your What are you doing it for? What are you doing it for? Music oh. has put us in a whole line of changing us, but it also put us in the limelight of changing other, other people. people. And this ain't script, y'all. I just want y'all to know. <laughs> it's this real is, life. This it's, is real we life. Have, we, have, we have affected people in ways that we didn't know. Some, some stuff people used to tell us when we were younger. Some stuff people tell us now 
about when we were younger. Stuff and we that don't we, even remember. Yeah, stuff stuff that we never paid attention to. But be, becoming a man and putting away childish things makes you understand that there's a bigger reason for what we do. That's right. Because now, remind you, there's a lot of people that has the age and the title of being a man but don't have the responsibility of being a man. Yeah. And you think about what I just said, let it seep in. Yes. Because there comes responsibility with life. There comes responsibility of being a grown-up. Um, My daughter is 11 years old. My son is 13 years old. And it came a point where when it got time for them to use the bathroom or, you know, potty train, I'm not accepting you keep using the bathroom in your pamper. There's going to have to be some time where you're going to have to say, this is not acceptable. Mm. So take that and look at it for yourself. There has to be a time. If you keep doing the same thing over and over and over and you keep ending up in the same situation or a situation similar to what you done been, you got to keep, you got to be able to look at yourself and be like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I sit there and I watch my dog chase his tail <laughs> and run in circles and I'm looking like, what are you doing? But that's us sometimes. That's us. That is us. Until all of a sudden, if I put my leg out, I stop him in his tracks and give him a time to think. And then he changed course and he does something else. Yeah. Sometimes we need that in yeah. life. And, and that's the that's the flip side of our brotherhood. Yeah. Like holding each other accountable huh. for things that we say we want. I got held accountable so many times. <laughs> this ain't sweet, Chris. Man, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and a lot and me personally, I was at one time, I ain't gonna hold you. I wasn't even thinking about no music. Yeah. I was thinking about chasing women. Yeah. Until one, it just took a time for Lamont and Tank to say, yo, what are you doing? Sean Carrington. Rest, Shout out rest to the brothers. What are you doing? What are y'all talking about? <laughs> right. That's you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you That is about? you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Chris, what, I mean, what, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. You know, and. Them guys, man, they give it to you raw. Yeah. It ain't no cutting round corners. Oh, no, they going straight in. Straight, straight in. Straight through the front door. Straight through the front door. <laughs> and if you got that boy locked, they going to barge in. You know what I mean? They going to kick so it down, yeah. I grew up around these guys. And like Jamal said, they, they all became my brothers. Um, And when it came down to music, we all became one now individually now we have all went separate ways yeah. doing our own thing um jamario is doing his Shout thing with bruno mars demetrius is down in florida ministry full yes. full fledged i mean and it's killing and it's doing it. an amazing job terrell is doing his thing with his solo career shout out greg yeah. um tank, tank is doing his thing killing every every day tank <laughs> is a playing somewhere every time yeah. i get on facebook i get Sometimes I get tired of seeing Tank. Tank, Tank be up there now. Tank I mean, is going to be up there. He's going to be on that gig. I mean, 
Can't you got nothing snow to play? I, I'm what about the, what about the electric kit? <laughs> oh, <laughs> he be taking that electric kit up. No. Hey, but Chris, I wanna I wanna ask you something. Mm-hmm. Um, we are all in different spaces, right? Mm-hmm. What are your feelings about the fact that we're all in different spaces now? I'm proud of y'all. Yeah, I'm proud of y'all. Sometimes I dislike it. Because I want to be to put my hands on my brother. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Put my arm. What y'all, you know, I want to be able to love on my brother. But when I see y'all doing y'all thing, I'm so proud of y'all. Like, it's no, you know, Tank doing this and Jamario. I brag about y'all so much where it's like, People really be like, I'm tired of hearing about them. That's but, all I talk about. But that's so funny. <laughs> I brag about them all. And that's love, man. You know, that's real love. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, it's only one way for me to put it. Yeah. And it's I'm proud of y'all. Yeah. You know? Um, and it's no judging. You know, I don't feel like Jamal, you know, I feel, I honestly feel like, Jamal should be um, on the road somewhere touring or doing something like that, but that ain't where God got for him. So I have to accept that. And when I sit back and once I accept it and I sit back and see what he doing, I'm like, what he doing? He ain't even really got to go all the way out to California to do that because he's touching people in North Carolina sitting in North Carolina, and they're watching him in California. You know what I mean? So you ain't necessarily physically got to be traveling to be effective to someone. And that's that's the point. The point is, when you know, I'm talking to the music community now. When you're close to people and you know what their abilities are, that doesn't mean you know what their journey should be. That's right. So many times, excuse me, y'all. So many times I've had opinions about what I think Chris should do, what I think Tank should do, what I think D should do, because <coughs> I know how dope they are. So I have to be selfless to see D preaching and be like, that's what I'm talking about. Cause that first Cause guy, I know boy, I was upset. The way he can play, I'm like, why he got that microphone in his hand? <laughs> then you don't play organ no more. <laughs> oh no, man, I mean, I do it every. Now I do and it. Then. I play at church every now and then. Every now and then, like to go from being one of the dopest organists in the world to saying, "Yeah, I started playing at this ministry, and I might end up being one of the campus pastors." So do you tell him you're not gonna play organ no more? I mean, probably in my spare time. Oh, all right. And still sends me records to this day. We talk about music all the time, but it is not our place to say what we think the homies should be doing. Because yep. we don't know what them and God and their wives talk about. We don't know, man. I mean, I was up. So I'm sorry I'm still talking about <laughs> it, but I was like, dude, you walked around with this core encyclopedia. Literally, like it walked, was your Bible. he literally walked around with a corn encyclopedia. We at Crabtree Mall. 
<laughs> and you got this book in your hand. We finna buy some clothes and go up here and eat. Yeah, we finna go to Andy's. <laughs> and you got this. And you can't leave the book in the car. I mean, is the book a part of you? Yeah. And it really was at that time. 